being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Friday edition of the show. Cornerbacks today, and uh, Kyle, first things first, congrats on the big dub, and, and best of luck to you representing the Draft Dudes podcast in the finals. Beat Trevor. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I am not going to gloat because as competitive as a person of, as I am, I don't like that it came at your expense. So less than a point, right? Like eight. eight uh, dude, we of- had we we had like thirty six hundred votes and I won by twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, so if 15 people that voted for me changed their mind, you would have won. Yeah. So it's. uh you brought the heat, though, for the championship round. Seven rounds, Kyle. Seven I did. Rounds. Surprise! Yeah. Well, I looked at Trevor's. It seemed like there was, like, only three. I don't know what happened. There. Well, yeah. Well, that, that was the rules. The rules were, if you advance to the finals, your only obligation was to add a third round. Bare minimum, Trevor. Wow. Bare minimum versus a full seven rounds. All 255 picks. By yours truly. Who is Mr. Irrelevant? That's what I want to know. That's the only thing. Shea I want Patterson. To know. <laughs> Nicely done. Who? What team is it? The uh, New York Giants. New Giants. Shea Patterson wasn't the Senior Bowl MVP though. Who was it? Was it uh, Herbert? It was Herbert. Okay, that they're, that they're going to break their streak. It's mathematically years impossible unless they take him before. Yeah, so you well, never know. No. You, ne- you never know. <laughs> You never know. Speaking of uh, Bill O'Brien, right? He, uh, he, Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the deal actually for the Rams. Um, yeah. Getting that salary off the books. Yeah. They, and they have to, right. And, and here's the reality. It's a scheme based offense. They have woods and they have Cooper cup and I'm sure some other receiver, uh, Josh Reynolds, who's flashed. Like you have to bite some bullets here in this roster that you've put together with crazy salaries. And part of that was, really smart to move on from cooks. Who's a good football player. There's no question, but you have to think about your scheme and, and do you really need him? Is he, you know, at his price tag, you know what the uh, Rams cap situation looks like right now? Probably not great. Probably a lot of dead cap. Well, they're going to have 17 and uh, a quarter million for Todd Gurley. I'm sorry. The dead caps, 20 million. This year, yeah, I'm looking think- at I'm, I'm looking at Spot Track right now. The dead cap for Todd Gurley is listed at twenty point one five million. Yep, and uh, Brandon Cooks will have twenty one point eight million in dead which cap, is the, in which is the largest, the largest yep. dead cap hit ever. Is it really ever? Like well, ever, I mean, Joe? That that congratulations, Les Mead. <laughs> So the Rams right now, they still have Gurley listed on the their salary cap because he's a Jew, was designated as a June first cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, negative six point two million dollars in cap space. But there's got to be some long term benefit here. They just have to take their. Well, they yeah they they're taking their medicine now. They're freeing up the money to sign Jalen Ramsey long term. But Jalen Ramsey's going to have to play this year on. The, the 17 or the 13.7 club option that he's on. He ain't getting paid before the off season next year. Funkiest roster construction. You'll find the Los Angeles Rams. Well, we we've talked a lot about this Yeah, they keep giving us fuel, man. We're at the point where 
you know, they had between Cooks and Ramsey and Gurley and Donald and Goff, you're talking like 60% of this team's cap in those five players. And two of those guys are now gone, and they're not, you're not saving any money this year. So you're going to have 60% of your cap tied up into two guys in dead cap and three guys on your active roster. See, that's not great for football. You know, this isn't basketball. This is professional football. You play like 48 guys. Not great. So. so and no first-round pick for like five years now. <laughs> yeah. You got to be able to supplement your roster, but you can't. With with cheap young players. And can't do that because you don't have any because you keep flipping them for guys that you got to pay big contracts to. But they do have pick 57 this year. so They do because Houston gave it away. Yeah. Houston's allergic to picking now. I think they saw how last year's draft went, and they said, no, nah, we're not even going to bother trying to make picks. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about the cornerbacks? Let's talk about the cornerback class. Universal Jeff CB1, Akuda. Right? Is anybody? Is there anybody that doesn't think that, like, there's, it's hard for the draft world to have anything that they all agree on, but Akuda CB1 seems to be like... I I do know somebody who does not think Jeff Akuda's all that in a bag of chips. But, like, still a first-round grade in CB1, right? I, I don't know if he has him as a first-round guy or not. I love Pete Prisco from CBS Sports. Pete's oh, my guy. Really? Okay. But Pete... Pete had some skeptical things to say about Jeff Akuda. That's surprising. Okay, so there's your one guy. All right. Knew, knew it was impossible for everyone to be on the uh, same. Here you go. Uh, Akuda is the best of a bad CB class, but far from elite. All right, so still CB1. That sounds like he said CB1 still, so I think we're <laughs> good. Right. I, think, I think we're all on the same page here. All right. Just, I mean, to me, top five player – Man coverage, ball skills are there. He's phys- I love the physicality he showed against uh, LSU. Uh, or it was a Clemson. Excuse me, Clemson. Um, really, really was impressed with that. I mean, the ball skills came to life this year. The zone instincts improved a ton. Uh, feet, fluidity, boxes are all checked, man. I was really impressed with the improvements in zone uh, this past year. I think that was – I think we both had that criticism, right? Yeah. It was when he was in zone, he, he didn't always make the most of opportunities to shade based on like what you saw his movement skills and what his, his traits were. It was like, yeah, he he can really be a hawk in zone coverage. And it, he was just a, a little tick late to kind of drop off his initial landmark when teams tried to flood him with multiple routes. And he got better in that area this past year. And I think that was like the final box check for me where I'm totally sold. I'm all in. I think Jeff Akuda slam dunk Detroit. If you can't get a trade at three, take him at three. If you get a trade to five or six, take him at five or six. He's probably still going to be there for you either way. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, what's his floor? Six is his absolute floor and there's, there's no trade. It's three. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess like, if, unless the Redskins just sit there and take a quarterback and then the Lions choose chase young yeah that's that's the only and then he doesn't get by carolina at seven uh, i don't know man i think gettleman might take him with the way gettleman loves to take corners 
Yeah, that I, that's something I haven't thought about. Would Gettleman just take him at four? Maybe. You might have to. It wouldn't be a bad pick. I don't care. Good and Bradbury, man. Let's strap up. Forget all. The, forget the fact we traded up for DeAndre Baker and used a supplemental pick on Sam Beal and. Uh yeah. All right. So who do you think my CB two is, Kyle? C.J. Henderson. Yeah, I'm there. Um, Welcome. I'm it's good to have you. It's I'm, good to have you. I want to say that first. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm reluctant about it. I I will say that. Um, I, I think cooler heads have to prevail whenever you just go back to what does he do well? And he has elite man coverage skills and, and that, that matters the most at cornerback. Everything I've ever told you about him as a tackler, I stand behind the South Carolina game. Absolutely disgusting. The Miami game, absolutely disgusting. I mean, every game there's three or four reps where you're just like, brother, you were a shit teammate right there. You just did not want to make a play and you made business decisions and the team needed you, especially South Carolina. Guys going in for a touchdown, got pulling up. Come on now. So yeah, I hate all that about him, but the redeeming qualities are that significant here. Where if you're looking for a man coverage corner, you're not going to find much better than TJ Henderson. Oh, he's so good in in man coverage. He is so good. Do you think he's the bet? Do you think Akuda is a better man corner than Henderson? Ignore the fact that Akut is a better overall prospect. If we were just strictly saying, I want to, I want you to play press man. Probably. Yeah. He's, he is that good mirroring at the top of stems, right? That's what it comes down to. Yeah. He's physical. He gets guys off their tracks. He is so impressive with the lower half with his feet. And his base, he's got a dynamic base. And what I mean by that is those hips, his feet don't have to be underneath his hips for him to play controlled. He's able to extend his lower half when it's time to get that sharp deceleration or move and drive against your momentum because the receiver's trying to break into a blind spot. He's super combative at the catch point. He's got great ball skills. I think he's the best pure man coverage corner in the class. Yeah, CB2. And um which hurts cuz Christian Fulton is my CB3 and I'm assuming is your CB3. Yeah. Yeah, and I have him And he's him. really good there too. Yeah, I mean you for for Christian Fulton, I mean, I think his press skills are really good. I like him in zone as well. Um I think he's a good man. I I think he showed the athleticism we were hoping for at the combine. Uh, I think his spatial awareness is tremendous. I love how calm he is, never panics. That's a kind of my buzzy phrase that I go to with talking about Christian Fulton. I think what was really surprising about him was that he showed up with sub 31 inch arms. And um, I, I was hoping to have a little bit more length there, but I never watched his tape and was concerned about length. So that's encouraging, but I just think he's rock solid. I, I, I comped him to AJ Bouye. Um, I think you could throw Trey White into that conversation in terms of comps. And um, I just think he's going to be real, really much like a rock solid player in the NFL for a long time. I also have Bouye, Bouye as the comp here. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, the press skills are very similar. I mean, peak Bouye, not maybe last year, but right. Previous seasons, good player. I feel like there's some variation though on him. I'm, I mean, uh, he's not. Seems like the league's going to be lower on him. Yeah, I mean, um, 
if he goes in the second round, I mean, if the Bills get Christian Fulton to 54, I mean, that's the Bills will have They're, a first round pick. Ain't no way. Ain't no way he's going to 54. I hope so. I'm looking at too many Dane, corner hungry teams, man. Dane Brugler has him as a uh, second slash third round grade. Dane had some surprising rankings this past year. Yeah. I had a chance to poke around in there a little bit and, um, Definitely not. A, he, he's standing on his own and I respect the hell out of it because yeah. that's, that's the hardest part about this industry, right? Sure. Is to, to kind of, at the end of the day, come to a conclusion that, you know, is against the grain of everybody else, but to have the conviction and to stand on it. So yeah, as long uh, as you put had, it to work. Yeah. He had a couple of guys like that, that I was like, Oh, wow. It's a little bit lower than I expected. I'm not, and for Christian Fulton, I, I know it's kind of buzzy to talk about like his suspension. I'm not concerned with it. I'm really not. He was, yeah, it was, it, it, it was, he, he was suspended for a year already, right? Yep. He's had no issue since. And the only reason he was originally handed a two year suspension is because there was some, some issue about tampering with a sample or something like that. So, yeah, I I I think it's inconsequential. I was really impressed with him uh, at the combine at his podium session. And I don't know, not that you know everything about a guy for 20 minutes of asking him questions, but uh, you just got a really good vibe from him. I'll say that. Yeah. All right. We've got three done. Who's your fourth? This this is where I think you could give me something that I won't expect. Jeff Gladney. Oh, okay. You know, he's 20, 23 years old. He had a little bit more of a mature prospect. Yeah. He plays like it, too. Yeah. He's pretty polished, isn't he? He is. Feet are really good. I like him in man. Um, every once in a while, he'll let you down. Um, I think he's like the B-plus version of C.J. Henderson, but more physical. As a tackler. Yes. Yeah. Not, well, not, on, the, not on the stem. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Willing to tackle. Yeah. You get that from Gladney. Glad he had that nice little sticky that you know that hit I'm talking about that he got ejected on. Yes, I don't remember what game that was, but that was like if the, if we were talking ten years ago, that's a clean hit because I don't think he hit him in the head at all. No, I I thought it was questionable as well. Uh, Gladney for me, this is where it gets interesting. If you play a lot of off coverage, Gladney will be. Probably higher than Fulton for you. I think Akuda is the most universal. You can put him in any system. He's going to have success. CJ Henderson is best press man. Christian Fulton, I think, is also ran uh, the second best, or I guess third best behind Akuda, press man corner. Gladney's somebody I think can thrive five to seven yards off at the snap. And that's easy. right. That's really rare to have that. And that's, that all comes to his footwork, right. And his mm-hmm. foot quickness, um, his ability to get rapid foot fire and be comfortable giving receivers a cushion to declare themselves and not immediately reroute them and get them off schedule. And to still be able to able to like trigger in the quick game and click and close and undercut throws. That's where he's going to shine the best. I think if you play him on the line of scrimmage, he doesn't really have a, a physical profile to thrive in press. I think he's viable 
but I think with his foot quickness, he is a home run for a, a team that if you want to play five plus off in man coverage, play him in off man. He'll thrive there. Yeah, good click and close ability too. Love how he drives yeah. on stuff. Yeah. So is he a, a first round grade for you or no? Uh, he's an early two value, but 32nd on the final big board. Okay. So I have four corners with first round grades. There are Kuda, Henderson, Fulton, and Gladney. Okay. So I guess technically if you're going off my rankings, I've got four in the top 32. I don't know. Do you have any more sneaking into the 30 top 32? Maybe. I don't. I, yeah, and it's, I got, not clo- it's not close. It's not close. Oh, really? So you have a drop here. Yes, I have a pretty significant tier here. And then there's okay. four guys in the next tier down that I think are all very, very, very close. So 32 to what? What's the next one rated? Or graded? Well, I, I've got four in the top 32. The next one comes in at 49, and they go 49, 54, 55, 57. All right, so that's a cluster. Give us those names. A.J. Terrell. Yep. Damon Arnett. Yep. Trayvon Diggs. Yep. Noah Igbehogany. Yeah, I have the exact same guys in a tier the next tier okay so we're speaking the same language it's just a question of where they're going to fall when you stack your final board so right yeah and right now as it stands there's a 12 there's 12 spots between gladney and arnett the next corner i've got 17 so we we both yeah we see it we see it the same yeah yeah uh any just high level thoughts on these guys you want to touch on this tier Bahogany if he was more experienced would probably uh, be at the top of this tier. <laughs> yeah. No question. It's he's, it's got a key. It's still clicking for him, but it, the, everything he's is special. corner for two years. Yeah. But, and, and it shows at times, but you see the, you see the light bulb coming on as you yeah. continue to watch him play. Like he's, yeah. he's might not be great right off the bat, but man, I think the flip, the switch is going to keep flipping and he's going to be a good player. I cannot wait for when he picks up some ball skills. <laughs> Like he's natural when he's running down the field and he has a chance to flip his eyes back. But like at the catch point, he hasn't really figured out that sense of when to flip eyes back late yet and could test the ball. Yeah. When that comes on for him, he's going to be really good. That switch flipped for Damon Arnett this year. Yes. Which is and it was le- it was less panic and grabbiness at mm-hmm. the top of stuff. I mean, he's still a little grabby, but. He's just a physical he he is a he's a pest. If I had to think of a word to describe Damon Arnett, it would be the word pest. Because he is so <laughs> tenacious at the catch point for not being a big dude. How big is he? He's not small, is he? He's not um, small, but like 5'11, 195. Reasonable, right? He's 20. He's 23 as well. He's almost 24, Kyle. Oh, man. All these old dudes. Spe- speaking from the guy that's getting ready to turn 31 here in five days. <laughs> right. You're you're still in your I, peak. peak I, am, I am not at liberty to talk about anybody's age if I'm older than you are. Well, geez. I, I can pretty much only talk about Tom Brady and Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Here's the thing. The average self-life of an NFL player is what? Three years? Two and a half years, three and a half years. Yeah. I understand from like a player development and ceiling perspective, age is worthwhile and it's worth noting. But I don't want to use age as a disqualifier for a potential like round two corner and be like, oh, well, he's old. He's not old. He's not old, but he's not as young as you want him to be, if that makes sense. 
Can you still get two two contracts out of him? Sure. Okay, then don't draft him. Don't ask any questions. Especially because second contracts are no longer like seven years for you know what I mean. <laughs> right, second contracts now are pretty typically four years. Yeah. yeah. If you're a really good starter. Yeah. And you don't play quarterback. <laughs> right. All right, so we also have Tra- Trayvon Diggs, Noah. Uh, we talk about Noah, AJ Terrell. Good man coverage skills. I think he gets dogged for his performance against LSU, but man, he was right there. Those were some special throws. Yes. I thought T- Terrell had two good seasons in a row for Clemson. Yeah, I think he's he's one of the more underrated guys because the last game's the game everybody remembers, right? Yeah. Unfortunate side effect and byproduct of recency bias. And I think if you take his total body work and you look, he had great testing at the combine too. Yeah, 4 So I think he's pretty scheme diverse. I think he's smart. I don't have any concerns with him being a plug and play starter that you get on day two. This yeah, year's six draft. one six one one ninety five. He can play. Yeah. And then Trayvon Diggs, who I kind of like him better in zone ball skills are there. LSU worked them. If you can get the LSU game out of your mind, uh, there's some pretty good tape to see. Good luck getting that one out of your head altogether. It's tough, especially when you're sitting that there. That was a rough showing, man. We're like, man, they win it. They win it. Diggs again. They win it. Diggs again. Oh my God. Over, they keep going back at Diggs. That Nelly and Tim McGraw song, you know what I'm talking about? Over and over again. <laughs> That's the peak and of the song today. In my head. I'm just glad you knew the song. And you think I was going to let you down? Who do you think my comp is for Trayvon Diggs? Um, who do I think your comp is for Trayvon Diggs? Uh, <sighs> Trey Waynes. No, I think he's more fluid than Trey Wayne's. That's not a bad guess, though. I love that you haven't read the prospectus. This this yeah, comp's you, been available for a month. This is I love how you continue to uh, find ways to, to find yeah. ways to show that I haven't read your. I put your... my heart and soul into this, and my own podcast partner can't even bother to read it. <laughs> I don't know who would you who is it? Eli Apple. That's probably pretty good. It's not bad, right? Yeah, it's not bad. I, hopefully you get the Saints version of them. Right. The 2018 yeah. Saints version. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think he's got the highest variance of the guys in the second tier. I think he's got the highest variance of the guys in any of the tiers so far. Right. The top eight. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then I have this I have this tier, this next tier for me is Bryce Hall and Jalen Johnson. Okay, well, they're in that tier for me. This is a big tier for me. Oh, you got a bunch, huh? These are round three grades for me. Okay, well, I have more. Yeah, I have one, two, three, four, five. I have four uh, round three grades. Okay, I have six. Really? Okay. And are you including Bryce Hall and Jalen Johnson in that group? I have Bryce Hall as a low two, so. Okay. So if you rope him in now, you're talking. I have three. Yeah, I have three true third round grades and four. If you consider like Bryce Hall is a barely a two. Okay. So Bryce Hall's the next guy. He's my CB nine behind this top eight. Same CB nine for me. Uh, Thought even before he got hurt, I did note. I wasn't super enamored with the skills that he showed in space this year. I don't know if you saw the same thing. Thought he looked like a little stiffer this year yeah. when he was on the so. field. I think so. Yeah. That's so 
that's my conflict with him is it's like I didn't think he was as fluid this year and we have the injury so like didn't get a chance to see him finish the season. Right. But if you get 2018 version of Bryce Hall, he's probably underrated here. He's my 68th rated player and and ninth on my personal corners rankings. I think if you put him in a cover three defense, he's going to be awesome. Sure. Send him to San Francisco. Send him to Buffalo. Okay. You trying to get him at 54? You trying to get him in the third? That's that's the tough, like, right in between, right? Because right. he's a little rich for 54, but 86 might be ambitious. So there's the there's your Brandon Bean trade-up special. He'll do it a couple times. Going to go get his guys. He can't wait. He gets antsy. Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I want I want to like him more. So talk, do I. I found myself get. Oh, no, right. I can't. <laughs> then it is what it is. He's just kind of. Listen, I, I got 14 corners in the top 100, and he is 13th. Uh, I have 12. 12 in the top 100. And he it's a is, good corner class. He's 10. If you put him in the right, I mean, like in his optimal role, can you get juiced up a little bit more about him? Yeah. Was he invited to the draft? It's a good question. I couldn't keep track of all of them. Yeah, I didn't have time to really dig into that last night as much as I wanted to. I've got the list, though. It's in alphabetical order, right? Uh, yes, it is. Yep, he's in there. So he's going to go in the it's second round. It's a good round. omen, that yeah. you would presume. One would presume. Okay, the other corners I have in this tier are Michael Oshamudia from Iowa. Okay. Darnay Holmes from UCLA. Mm-hmm. Troy Pride Jr. from Notre Dame. And Cameron Dantzler from Mississippi State. I have the same guys, except for Ojemudie and Dantzler, I have as very, very, very high fourth-round grades. The disrespect to Michael Ojemudia. His, I mean, have you seen him do anything else besides play cover two corner? I think he's, I, I want him in Seattle. Sure. But I mean, like, I, I wish that I would like have a better feel for the full range of his skill set. I mean, I will ran the same coverage like all year long. So you just didn't get a chance to watch. Yeah. You didn't get a chance to see any versatility <laughs> from him or like Geno Stone, the safety. I like Geno Stone, but it's like, I don't know if you can do anything besides play deep half. Oh, they really rolled him down into hook curl a little bit. A little. I mean, but. That's where he made one of his three plays on the ball last year. It was a nice play, too. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was. It was against Michigan. <laughs> a leaping interception. Did you have um, a Nick Robertson in this tier? Did I hear that name? He is the he is the first outside of this tier. So I have an early uh, four on a Meek Robertson. Kyle needs to learn that Nichols oh are starters. God. Wow. Okay, listen. Darnay Holmes, nickel. I got him 77. Yeah. Troy Pride, I think in a perfect world, is a nickel. 83rd. Okay. Um, Bryce Hall, we said cover three. Oja Moody, I'd like him in a Seattle-type system. Darnay and Troy Pride, to me, are ideal nickels. Jalen Johnson, we've already talked about. Cameron Dantzler is the weird one. And then I've got Amik Robertson's my next guy 438 Cameron Dantzler. What at his pro day? 
Did you see this video yesterday? You missed this? No. No, I missed it. Oh, no, no, no. You, Oh, Jesus. Dude, no. They put out a video yesterday of him running a 4-3-8 at his pro day. I'm not kidding. He ran 4 was 6 it, four was at it the le- combine. Was it legitimate? No. Nobody in the world believes it. You, I can't believe you, you missed break this. Out, did you break out your phone and record it on your phone? Uh I did not, but most people did, and, and they, people were saying the best time I can get is in the like the mid to high four fives. Schefter tweeted it out yesterday. I can't believe you missed this. Okay, I got, I got it right here. Yeah, I had a lot going on. Hold on, <laughs> I'm going to time it. I'm going to time it right now. Okay. This is peak internet draft scout. Eat your heart out, haters. I feel like I want. This is, is this great podcasting or what? Is this the peak audio here? Okay, here we go. I'm going to start the video. Oh, man, they, they shortchange it right off the snap here. It's impossible. Oh. I got to be ready. Yeah, it's, they, didn't, they didn't want this to happen. 10, 20, 30, 40, 4, 5, 5. These people are out of their minds. All right, let's see what I get here. You and I can compare our stopwatches like these two dudes at the end of the run. Yeah, I got I I got a four six one. <laughs> okay, guys, I lost we need somebody to scientifically break this down frame by frame. It ain't a four three eight. I'll tell you that it is not. I mean, a you can four, just look at eight. him. He's not running that fast. He's running a lot faster than I can run. I'll say that. I like how me and you are now the the standard for NFL cornerbacks in our discussion today in terms of age and speed. <laughs> we cannot be the standards, Kyle. No, we can't. But that's why there's people that break these things down frame by frame on the internet. <laughs> See Josh Norris, he quote, do you ever remember his 40-yard dash he ran a couple years back? Yes, how can I forget Josh, all-time great draft scout internet moment. He quote tweeted his video of that and put 449 <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny yeah yeah that ain't a 438 uh anyway <laughs> but like super short arms too right <laughs> right uh yeah he had 30 and 5 like, eighths yeah that's so six it's like two he, 188 what the hell totally disproportionate with like his size versus his length i didn't think it was a problem when you watched him though no i never thought of it it's, it's that's fair um, okay. I'm just going to run through some names here that are notable here to finish us up, Joe, cause we're, we're up against it. Make sure you talk about Harrison hand. I want your takes there. Uh, well you, why don't you start with Harrison hand and then I'll run through the guys that you don't touch on. Oh, okay. Well, Harrison hands like my favorite, maybe fourth or fifth round guy. I think you get, uh, you got some stiffness that he's dealing with, but at the end of the day, I love his competitive nature. He's physical. I like it's him impressed. Yeah, dude, him in press coverage, man, he will crowd and he will aggressively get into the frame of the receiver, which I really love. Uh, I think he's got good ability to cue the quarterback in zone coverage and really work into throwing windows like his trigger attacking downhill. I mean, you're not going to love him in, in, you know, man, off man. That's not going to be for him. But if you're looking for his zone press, yep, like him, like his trigger. I think with because he's got a really good blend of physicality and zone skills. Like he made a lot of good ball production in zone. Mm-hmm. He might be a guy that I convert to strong safety, dude. I, that's I'm I, the last sentence of my report. I wouldn't rule out safety as his best role in the NFL. 
Nope. I, I totally agree with you because the zone skills are there. The hitting skills are there. The tackling is there. The stiffness to flip and carry vertical stems is where he struggles. Yep. But I like him a lot. Uh, I got a five on him. And I think that as a possible projection to change positions, he would make a lot of sense at safety for some teams. Yep. Um, I like Josiah Scott from Michigan State. I think he's another really strong nickel option as an early day three guy. I know there's some folks that like Javelin Guidry of Utah, the blazing fast guy. Uh, Amik Robertson from Louisiana Tech, who we mentioned briefly already, is another toolsy small schooler from Louisiana Tech. I like John Reed from Penn State. There's some durability issues here. Uh, I think he could be a core special teamer for you. He's a little undersized, but he's got some good tackling uh, reps on his tape. Kendall Vildor from Georgia Southern is super toolsy. He ran four fours, uh, like 32 and three quarter inch arms. So he's got a ton of length, ton of explosiveness, athleticism. He just doesn't really know what he's doing with it yet. Although he's an interesting study, Joe. He played, they played LSU in Minnesota this past year. So you get some really interesting mm-hmm. looks at Vildor against like NFL wide yeah, receivers. Tons of them. He, yeah. Yeah. He's clearly got the, uh, the upside to be a developmental starter, I think, but he's got a ways to go from a technique perspective. He's sitting at like two Oh three on my board. Uh, Bo Pete keys from Tulane fun name. It's his nickname's right. Bo Pete. Uh, okay, he's another is- like big time toolsy guy. He's another big tackler. Uh, you get into like the, the sevens and UDFAs. I think Graylin Arnold from Baylor, he played a little bit of safety. He's a, a nickel guy. Um, he stood out to me as a, another potential core special teams or kind of guy. And yeah, that's it. There's, I've done 38 corners. I've got 33 of them with draftable grades. Uh, I've got 14 in the top 100. So if you need corners, there's going to be a little something for everybody. And there's some really nice, intriguing, high upside developmental guys as well. And, you know, not everyone can just walk into the season with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, you know. <sighs> Let's get a free safety and boom. Bobby McCain back to the nickel now, too. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll be real, real happy. And then a former corner in Eric Rowe at strong safety. Man. Covered tight ends. Good day to be a Dolphins fan, huh? Yeah, it's a great time to be alive. Just like after my mock badness seven rounder in which the Dolphins walked out with 13 picks. Jesus. 13, Joe, and I traded up once and I traded down once. You feel like that they can roster 13 draft picks, right? Oh, my God, yeah. Did you see what the roster looked like yeah. at the end of last year? I mean, year? like they haven't done it that much in free agency. Right, they signed, they signed 10 guys in free agency. Yeah, so 23, so, you think they're going to have 25 new players? Maybe more. They had like 35 new guys from 2018 to 2019. <laughs> so, yeah, I do. <laughs> They're going to have between 50 and 60% overhaul again this year. So that's why Dolphins fans ask me, you know, like, are you worried about lack of continuity in the coaching staff? I'm like, no, because they don't even have lack of continuity or they don't even have continuity in the personnel yet. Yeah, there's like there was like five players that mattered yeah. from that team. Last it's year. your foundational pieces. Get your foundational yeah. pieces set. Go from there. All right. Hey, I'm not going to do locked on Dolphins just yet. I got to record that here yeah. when we're done. So. I'm going to sign us off here on Draft Dudes. We hope you enjoyed. We have safeties, takes on takes, and then we're going to be getting into some of the more compelling conversation topics next week for the 2020 NFL Draft. I know we're talking with a few agents, potentially get a couple guys to to hop on and talk some ball with us too, so looking forward to that. Uh, Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for listening. 
to the Draft Dudes podcast. Vote for Kyle.